everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Dan, we are downtown. Coming to you from Sky Bar. Yeah, re- really excited to be here doing one of our special Friday tailgate shows presented by Sky Bar and our friends at Bud Light. Next Sky Bar, not open till 6 o'clock, but we're here in the uh, right, right, right by the main stage yeah. in the front. If you walk by, you can wave at us and, and say hi. Doors will be open at 6 o'clock. We'll be packing up by then, but if you want to come in and, uh, and and say hello to the bartenders and and say hello to us, uh, we could probably accommodate something as well. I imagine there will be, uh, based on what you were telling me a little bit oh, earlier. I, but I'm there, telling you. There are some people. There are folks be, looking. Yeah, there, there are some folks who will be ready to come in here when they open the doors up at 6 o'clock. So if you want to come by Sky Bar, I recommend coming by early because it's going to be a very busy weekend for the folks here at Sky Bar. Tonight, Blackberry Breeze and Ty Reynolds, along with DJ Ben Brood. Tomorrow night. Flyby Radio and Brennan Burns, DJ Ben Brood on the uh, ones and twos both nights this week. He's a listener, so we got we got to shout out our oh, buddy, yeah. oh, our yeah. buddy Ben, even if we've uh, offered a gentle criticism of uh, of some of the work uh, he does in the past. It's great to be here at Sky Bar, and uh, and it's again presented by Sky Bar and Bud Light. Next, looking forward to uh to yeah to wave into the passerby and telling folks about everything going on this weekend downtown Auburn. Looking forward, really, to tomorrow. Just oh, can't yeah. wait for the 2.30 kick tomorrow. It is going to be crazy tonight, tomorrow. I mean, and, and you know, I've, I've had some people wondering, wow, is, is there seem to be more visiting fans than anybody can remember. And there are reasons for that. Their, their fan base is not within normal driving distance. Uh, so many of them are staying as close as they can and they haven't ever been to Auburn, so they're checking out downtown. I mean, when Alabama, when, when SEC schools play, a lot of them have already been here. And, and, and in many cases, it's a one-day trip. This is not a one-day trip. The Auburn-Penn State series for, you know, last year was definitely not a one-day trip up there. And this year, it's not a one-day trip to Auburn. Well, well, this is reminiscent of a conversation we had off the air earlier today where I mentioned that it seems like there are more Penn State fans for a day before a football game, you know, the morning before a, a, a football game than, than usual. And you wondered, well, what about Alabama? What about Georgia? And I said, well, yeah, f- folks from Alabama no, you, and Georgia. It made perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, they've, they've, for the most part, fans, you know, of, of big SEC programs have made the trip to Auburn before. Penn and State the, fans. And, this, they can, and they can get up early in the morning many times and drive, make the drive that day. Absolutely. Th- this is, and we've been saying it since, really since the game was scheduled in 2016, but certainly all offseason, this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip, much like last year was a once-in-a-lifetime Indeed. trip for Auburn fans. I mean, you don't know the next time Penn State is going to play at Jordan-Hare Stadium. It is a very open... Could yeah, ha- because when was the last time a Big Ten team exactly. played here? I mean, I mean, it could happen. Never. I mean, with with, a, with an expanded postseason and home games, maybe there's a chance, you know, in, in, in Ooh, the future. I don't know. I mean, when you when, if you're thinking about going to nine conference games, I don't know that that increases the likelihood. Right. Well, it, it makes it more likely than it would be of, you know... Without the game being scheduled in the regular season anytime soon, like right, 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 right now, the most foreseeable rematch would have to be in the postseason unless they were to schedule another one. But and until last year, that had been it. That, yes. That's the only times that these teams had met. And, and it's it's totally reasonable for folks to view this as a once in a lifetime experience, especially if you're on the Penn State side of things and you want to come see your team uh, play at Auburn and and see uh, and see the um, and see the the Auburn campus. I, I had somebody earlier today notice that. 
the bookstore on campus was a lot busier than usual with Penn State fans. They're they're buying souvenirs, and that is such a you know that is so traditional, and it reminds right. me of the way college football fans used to approach road trips, especially road trips when when it was a, a game or a team you weren't you know it was, it was a question of whether or not you'd ever see them again. I understand why folks would want mementos, they'd want pictures, they'd want to say that they had a cocktail at Sky Bar. They hey, I'll tell say you what, they've been, they, they've been at Toomer's Corner, they've, they've been getting lemonade all day long. That's right, long. They, they went and got the lemonade, they, you know, that you, we can recommend a barbecue place to them or two, you know, maybe if you're looking for something signature, but but no, we, we and I don't, I don't mean to speak for you, Bill, but I, I can't imagine you disagree too much, that we welcome the Penn State oh, fans absolutely. that have decided to make this trip because I think it's a uh, it's a really special it's thing. Great. And, 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 yeah, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoy your time uh, in Auburn and, and come home with uh, with a lot of memories. And I hope they have as good a trip home as we did last year. <laughs> well, yeah, up, up until, <laughs> I mean, leave, leaving, the football, uh. leaving the football game aside. So what, one more thing about that, by the way. It's a hot ticket tomorrow. At your, I mean, if you don't have you're your ticket, you better, you better scramble. You know it, what else a hot ticket? Parking anywhere. Yes, if if you're not, you cannot find parking. If you're not going to the game, Skybar is going to have it on every screen, up and upstairs and downstairs. Every inch of this place will be open. And uh, and yeah, if you're not going to be able to make it to Jordan Stadium, nowhere in town better to watch the game than right here at Skybar. So definitely want to shout them out as uh, as not just our host today, but also as a an outstanding place to uh, to take in the action on game day. If you're not able to go uh, uh, inside the uh, inside the gates of Jordan-Hare Stadium. Just getting underway here on the Friday edition of The Drive, and I uh, want to remind you once again that hour number one of The Drive brought to you by the uh, good folks at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, also the sponsor of our hotline, and we'd love to hear from you, from our from our friends from uh, Penn State that are in town. If you, uh, you know, if you've come across us, we'd love for you to join us. 334-321-1390 is the number to get you through. Let us, let us know what you think, uh, you know, about the experience thus far and what you think about the ball game tomorrow. Looking at national predictions, Dan, it's, uh, it's about, it's about two to one Penn State and the national predictions. I saw, I think a 24-7 had 66 different national writers picks 45 were Penn State 21 Auburn they're they're for the most part all staying within a touchdown even you know the Auburn picks as well as the Penn State picks so everyone looking or or just about everyone looking for a competitive ball game but most people leaning Penn State you can text the show 3345641840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors big fans of everyone over at Southeastern Industrial Contractors they also sponsor the podcast bill i mean there are reasons to back either team in in the game tomorrow right oh, like sure if, there are. if you were thinking if you you know if, if the logic behind why if you if you felt really strongly about Penn State if you thought Penn State was going to win i saw someone on i think it was one of the CBS folks uh, suggest you know Penn State was their lock of the week uh, for, yes, for a, I saw that. For a variety, that was not a one-score pick. No, either. no, for for a variety of reasons, including uh, the belief that you're bringing in a quarterback who's you know, who's, who's seen. Oh, he's so much more proven. Yeah, I mean, so much more proven than anybody Auburn puts a, a out 20, there. A 24-year-old making his 36th career start at Penn State, uh, who is who, who played the best game of his career mm-hmm. against these Auburn Tigers last year at home. I mean, that that's reason to believe. You know, is Auburn going to be able to keep up? With the firepower, especially if Penn State plays well. On the other side, we just had a Skybar employee asking us about our picks and and why we have we have pretty similar picks. 
spoiler alert for for tomorrow. You know, if you're if you're waiting for the uh, uh, the, the Auburn rivals right. uh, uh, picks, but uh, I, I was I was explaining some wisdom that that an old gambler friend gave me about games like this one, and it would be that when a when an SEC team or a Pac-12 team is an underdog at home in an out of conference game, an unfamiliar opponent's coming in. When 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 they're an underdog, bet them and and expect you know may, maybe not a win outright, but expect no, take, a very close yeah, game. Take take the points. Take, take for those sure. points, and that that's not foolproof. I think Mississippi State went to Arizona and covered right. last week, so it happens. But uh, you you were explaining unfamiliar territory, especially in places that are surprisingly passionate about their college football. You know, the longer the game is close tomorrow, the more uncomfortable you should probably be as a Penn State fan. Right, I mean, you would right. Think, the only way they'd be more uncomfortable is if Auburn's blowing them out. That's but, true. I mean, but the long, you know, the, yes, you're right. If it's tight, late, then then that generally favors the home team, and the crowd's going to be really into it. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the atmosphere tomorrow, seeing the 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 orange out, if you will, uh, there in the in the stands. But yes, I'm, what what we're basing, at least what I'm basing this on, is my expectations heading into the season. And I still haven't seen, and I don't think anybody has seen um, what, well, maybe some have, but I haven't seen what I expected to see from Auburn. I think there, there are quite a few things that they have not shown to this point, and, uh, and we'll see. Now, that doesn't mean that there are things that they'll do well, but I think they'll try some other things tomorrow. So, so we will see. This is, this is the game that Auburn has been looking at for a long time. Uh, but but they do have some disadvantages. I mean, they've got a much more experience, inexperienced quarterback. But I looked at it, and there are an awful lot of players on this team for Auburn that played against this Penn State team a year ago. And that was a very competitive ball game there. And you'd like to feel that the home field advantage is worth somewhere between three and seven points. Uh, you, you flip that around, and that, that tells me there ought to be very much an opportunity for the home team to win. I, I mean, we, we'll see. Yeah, well, we will see tomorrow. I mean, it, there are, I mean, it, it's a, it, it's, it, I, I was thinking that it maybe is, are they practicing the flyover? Or, 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 uh, it sure or, sounds like a it. A little flyover rehearsal here real quick. That is a, uh, uh, it might be my dad. I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll check in see if see if he's see if he's doing it. I, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't he's, anything yeah, that was just nah, directly, he's, he's di- you know, directly above. That's, that was Hangman, actually. It was, oh, uh, okay. I found out that was actually no. no so, um, I, uh, I was wondering, like your thoughts on this, Bill, if it's more important than usual for Auburn to get off to a fast start tomorrow because a slow start. Yes, I, I think it's us, very, very important because a slow start can take the crowd out. Not just early. out not not just out of it. Not just a quiet oh no, a quiet no. grumbling. It can turn the crowd. Yes. I think that's that's But I mean but but what if it's a Auburn Auburn moves the ball, gets a field goal, Penn State takes it and scores. Penn State gets the opening kickoff, goes down, scores. Auburn gets a field goal, Penn State goes down and scores. It's hard to be booing the offense sure. at that point, but it definitely takes that the the just frenetic atmosphere out of the crowd. Well, we're both believers in you know folks should try to keep the faith in those sorts of situations until you know until the until the ink is dry, until you know how this thing's going to turn out but i i would you know i would i could imagine i would not be among them as a fan but i could imagine how if auburn were to have you know several several drives that stall out in a row if auburn were to start the game the way they started the san jose state game 
on Saturday night, you you could oh, hear. Oh, oh, that. I mean, you, you heard a it little bit. It wouldn't just be grumbling. Yes, exactly. So that's why I think it's imperative for Auburn for, offensively yeah. for sure needs to get off to a good start. Yeah, to, to avoid a really slow start and try to keep that energy up because, like we said, you know, the longer this game stays close, the more you would think that this game favors a home team with with an energized crowd and and a bunch of players, like you said, experienced players who have played in, and, and this is true of Penn State as well. A lot of those experienced players you're talking about have played in tight fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. Like it's not unfamiliar territory for them to be in a in a close maybe, game. Maybe, even... maybe more than uh, a lot of fans are, are comfortable with. But there were there were quite a few last year. Yeah, but for, you know for the returning players. But that but that that bears fruit later in in those players' you careers. Sure hope it you, does. you would think yes. that would bear fruit where okay they're going to be able to build on that close game experience and and uh, and change the you know have a different result sometime later. And there are a lot of Auburn players seeking that result. I think that was maybe a it's not. It's not the. T- I mean, Auburn was a better team this past Saturday than San Jose State, but that experience probably helped trailing in a second half. You're not supposed to be trailing in, like being, uh, being in so. that being in I that territory. So. You know, having been in that territory, it, 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 helped, before. it helped a lot to be at home too. I think so. Yeah. All right, we're uh, we're just underway here on the Friday edition of the drive. Another special drive as we come to you from Sky Bar Cafe here downtown, where there are so many folks. Um, milling around up and, you know, just checking out down here. We've got, so, again, uh, more more blue and white than uh, than you would imagine here as uh, so many Penn State fans here. We'd love for you to join in here on the line. 3-3, three, three, that's that's the show before us. Yeah, whoa. On the hey, phone what? lines. 3-3, three, three, well, I, I meant on the phone. 3-3-4-3-2-1-1390. Three, 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 we'll get to our first break. Come on in and join us here on the Friday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan coming to you from Sky Bar Cafe here downtown. And uh, we'd love for you to join us uh, on the phone, 334-321-1390. Your thoughts on the game tomorrow? Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, though. A lot of of other games, but, I mean, with so many folks in town and this a big game. And, yes, we had uh, talked about this before, and I I think you're – uh, absolutely right, Dan. I mean, you have to go back to the Southern Cal game for for another uh, a game that matches just the, you know, how, how big, how meaningful this game is here at Auburn. I, I, you know, we knew this is the first time a Big Ten team had ever visited Auburn. You know how many times Auburn has has visited Big Ten schools? Obviously, last year at Penn State. Before last year, twice. Ever road games in the big when, road when, games when were they? Nineteen seventeen, yeah. Auburn Auburn tied Auburn went to Columbus and tied Ohio State at zero to zero, Ooh. and then in uh, now actually who, play, that, who played well that day, Bill? Uh, I I, Anyone, you don't, I don't know if if you know I would have yeah, asked Mister Salter. Are we got any callers? No, I don't know. Now they are they Hold flying on, we back? Got another, we got another jet. Another jet. Yeah. The only other regular season game against a Big Ten team. See what I did there? Okay, yeah. Came against was uh, Danger Zone. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I did jet. That yeah. was. 
Oh, oh, I couldn't tell. It was, wings. It, was making, it was making noise. No, the only other time, 1931, Auburn and Wisconsin played a seven-all tie in Montgomery. Wow. So that's it. So that's that's not, it. That's so, it. So those, were either of those games at Jordan Air Stadium? I mean, doing the math on 1917? No, no, Ohio at Ohio State at, and at, in oh, you're Montgomery. Right, you're, oh, you're right. The and then at Penn State. Oh, I mean, so... So really, I mean, just, it, so it just is, Columbus. It, so just Columbus and State College really are the two. That's the only two wow. regular season games on wow. campus. Yeah. So I mean, it reminds you of. So remember, it's a reminder of how historic last year's game at, in in at Penn State was, and now Penn State making the return trip, as we've mentioned before. I, and, and I saw something. I'm, I'm trying to remember the fourth school, but there are four other SEC schools that have never hosted a Big Ten school: Georgia and both Mississippi schools. Wow. And I'm trying to remember who the fourth is. So that's how rare it has been for Big Ten schools to head to the southeast. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's unusual. And, and even, I mean, it, it's not like Auburn's had a lot of, especially in the, with the rise of neutral site games lately, it's not like Auburn's had a ton of Power 5 opponents come and play at no. Auburn in the last 20, 25 years. You've had a couple trip visits from Clemson. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, play, played here in 2006. Uh, you've had West Virginia, Washington State. Uh, Kansas State, Syracuse came here right before the yes. USC. That was, that was the mm-hmm. Syrac- so Syracuse and and uh, and S- remember the return was that right. was right after nine eleven. That's right. SC uh, as as we've talked about before the Southern Cal game, you know, feels like the closest uh, comparison. Uh, but but really, it's yeah, there have not been very many uh, true out of conference true games. intersectional games. Yeah, I mean, at it's been Stadium more against ones. ACC schools, and they're usually pretty memorable. You know what I mean? You think about the West Virginia game. You think oh, about yeah. the uh, even even the Kansas State night game. The USC game memorable for an unfortunate, right. for relatively unfortunate reasons. You got to hope things turn out better than they did uh, that day. If you're if you're an well, at least it's not the opener this no, time. No, it really so. feels it, it it feels um yeah. I mean we we've used we've used the words. It feels historic. It feels special. It feels like a really big game for an out of conference game that you're playing before uh, before SEC play. Uh, get started. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the IKEA of Auburn hotline. Love to uh, love to hear from you. What are your feelings here on the day before? Like I said, it appears that most of the media, national and uh, I wouldn't say all the local, but uh, but it's it's I think it's better than fifty fifty Penn State's way, even from folks that cover the Southeastern Conference. But nationally, it's definitely leaning. About two to one, Penn State, and I think it's fair uh, to to use you know your skepticism of Auburn's quarterback situation as a sure. gauge of how you feel about this game because if if you uh, believe that there you know there is the potential for big plays and something a little bit more consistent than what you've seen in every series in the first two games so far, uh, then maybe Auburn can do enough. But if you're if you're if you're of the assumption, and I think it's totally fair that. The Auburn passing game isn't going to be more productive against a Power Five opponent than they were against a Group of Five opponent like San Jose State or an FCS team like Mercer. That would that would lead to a belief that maybe Penn State has an advantage coming into uh, in, into this game. What what are you expecting from the Auburn offense tomorrow, Bill? I think they're gonna they're gonna have to do more than just be able to run. Even though Auburn has run the ball pretty well this year when they when they've really gone at it. I mean they're averaging. You know, they, they, they're just shy of 500 yards rushing in their first two games. And they ran it pretty well against Penn State a year ago. But just because that went well, because what I hear from, uh, what you know, what, what Auburn's uh, slant is, well, we have to be better than we were against the pass and Sean Clifford a year ago. And Penn State's got to be thinking, well, we've got to be better than we were against Auburn 
on the ground because Tank ran for over 100 yards, averaged almost five yards a carry last year. But Auburn's got to be able to run. Uh, I think I think you need uh, Tank to get 20-plus carries. Jarquez has got to get 10-plus. It'll be interesting to see if Damari Austin gets in. Robbie Ashford is going to play, I think, more in the role we saw last week. They have to create some plays on the ground, but they're going to have to loosen them up. I mean, you, you can't just expect to go against eight guys, eight, you know, eight men in the box and have success. Well, if you're Penn State, you, you can't count on Auburn to be as fruitless in the red zone, right, as, as they were last year. I mean, Auburn was able to get right into the red zone and probably left points on the board. In the, well, didn't uh, they have three field goals last year? I, I, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you think about Auburn, you know, if, if they're able to cash Auburn in. Auburn scored five times. Penn State, well, it was two. I guess it was just two. Auburn scored. The Both teams scored four times, but Auburn's two touchdowns, two field goals. Yeah. It was four touchdowns for Penn State. And, and Auburn, I mean, fixing the short yardage problems and the red zone problems has been. Thus far, they've been very good in the that, red that, zone. But, been, again, granted. Uh, against much le- a much you know lesser competition. Yeah, this, this is a, this is a step up in competition and a chance to prove that those you know those improvements are real and and something that uh that that will uh you know that that will play a role in Auburn uh, in Auburn having a uh, have, having a win tomorrow. I mean that that's where yeah, I really want to see. I mean yeah, you don't want to boil down just one part of the offense. I mean how how do the receivers look? How does the quarterback look? How do the running how does the running game look? I mean it's all you know it all sort of. You know, it's, it's it's an ecosystem, right? They all they all sort of feed off of each other, and it's um, yeah. I mean, it, it remains to be seen how Auburn's going to be able to do it, but I think the potential is there for Auburn to have success on any on any given drive with whether it's the because we were saying earlier the the, the need for explosive plays mm-hmm. is is there for Auburn too. Tank Jarquez, Robbie on the ground potentially. Javarius Johnson has been the, the well. The there's got to be more threat. than there's got to be more than Var though. I yep. mean, and, and he has been. It's been great to see him really step it up this year, man. Did you think, I thought about this this week. Remember, he was in the portal, and then came back. How how would Auburn's past game have been without Javarius Johnson the first two you, games? You know, I, maybe somebody else would have gotten an opportunity and stepped up and and done something similar, but. Man, you've got to be very thankful that that he is here. If they're two of the most productive guys at getting open, you wonder if they entertain the possibility of playing Var and Chick together. Even if the fact is that they're both, that you know that 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 they're relatively right. the same size and ideally they play the same position. You know, if, if they're two of your more productive wide receivers or two of the guys that are more effective at getting open right now, you know, you wonder if that's something they've taken another look at this week. We've seen more Chick Dawson on the outside, which would lead you to believe maybe they're open to. Var and the slant chick outside, but yeah, I mean, clearly they're going to need to figure out uh, how to generate big plays from the uh, from the receiver position. Can't just be Var uh, as as the uh, as as the main guy or or the or the only guy, uh, you know, get, getting plays of longer than ten yards uh, from from the wide receiver position on the team. So that brings up a question we'd we'd love for you to uh, let us know who you think needs to step up. A lot of you know a lot of speculation this week is are we going to see more of or why haven't we seen more of you know Camden Brown Landon King has been a name that we've heard we saw him a good bit last week he just wasn't targeted but uh, who is someone that you think if given the opportunity could step up and make some big plays for Auburn against Penn State tomorrow? Does, is there a name that jumps out? Camden to Brown's you? the first yeah, guy that comes to my mind because he's a he's a big guy who was. Um, you know, from from all accounts and from everything we saw, was a you know, wasn't he the offensive MVP of of fall camp? I believe he was. He was somebody that was talked about throughout fall camp, but at the same time with Camden Brown, even when he was being talked up, every time they'd go out there as a first team, it felt like it was Shedrick Jackson. 
on the first team and not Camden Brown, right? Like throughout, right. throughout fall camp, even when people would mention Camden Brown as someone having a productive uh, uh, fall fall camp, it was, you know, it, it still seemed like, it still seemed like uh, you, you had Shedrick, you had either Barr or Chick, and you had Malcolm Johnson Jr. Wonder what his status is going to be tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. He, he was unable to go last week. All right, we're a quarter of the way in. Just getting going, though, really, as we Bill and Dan here at Skybar Cafe downtown on the special edition of the Friday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, and we're downtown at Sky Bar Cafe. They'll open up at 6 and uh, there are a lot of folks that uh, I'm sure will be ready to come on in as soon as uh, as soon as the doors open, because there are a lot of folks, you know, milling around, walking up and down through downtown. So, yeah, you can uh, uh, doors going to open up at six o'clock. So we're having to uh, let folks know that that uh, are walking by and going, I'm ready. It's like, well. It won't be too much longer. Uh, you know, we were talking a little we'll bit. pass along to our friends at Skybar that they should expect the crowd ready to go right at the Yeah, I would, say, I would say so. Um, all right. We, we'd love your thoughts on the game. How do you think it's going to turn out? Who is a player or two that you would like to see or you think could, could make a big impact in the game? I'll tell you something else about this weekend. Another reason that it is, is big and maybe, maybe the biggest weekend and that is recruiting-wise. Wow. Auburn has more players visiting this weekend. I can't imagine him having more players visiting any other weekend. And you would say, well, um, maybe Arkansas or Texas A&M. It looks like this is going to be the biggest weekend. There are over 25 2023 players visiting, four of them on official visits. There are over... 35 2024 prospects visiting and then at least a dozen 2025 and beyond prospects visiting so i mean this is huge and what did what did brian harson say at media days watch they will be and they you know they will be watching they will be there for the atmosphere tomorrow that's going to go a long way i, I have heard the and and understandable lamentations of fans about Auburn's recruiting. The fact that they're ranked, I think, 62nd right now in the 24-7 rankings. One thing I, I, I continually caution you with is right now it's because of volume. There is a concern because there, that there are not more commitments. Auburn is the only team in the top 75 
that doesn't have at least 10 commitments. They have eight. So that goes a long way because if you look at the average ranking right. of those commits, Auburn, I think, is 18th. But that doesn't mean you're going to get 15 more players right. at that same average. So Auburn has to add volume and quality, and that's where tomorrow comes in and is critically important to the recruiting future of this staff. We've had folks who follow recruiting very closely tell us that the 2023 class, especially in Alabama and, and neighboring states, right. on the defensive line is is an all-timer. Right? Like th this is, you know, there, there are some aircraft carriers, you know, some some serious five stars, some slam dunks in that in that recruiting class. Sounds like Auburn's going to have visits from a couple of those guys. Once uh, again, tomorrow. the the yes, the uh, the, the five-star pair from Montgomery, uh, James Smith and uh, Quay Rousseau, will be in. They came. Was it was it last week? It was, a couple, it was either last week or was the, it the opener. I, I mean, it was the opener. They came in for one of the first two games. And then you've, you've got uh, Jelani Thurman and Bo Hughley. Who, you've who got were, the entire Langston Five. Yeah, you've got the Langston Five. And, and, and those two committed uh, at the moment. Thurman's committed to Ohio State. Hughley committed to Georgia. Right. Both, both believed to be in play and, and someone that Auburn uh, you know, had, had been after uh, before their commitment. So you'd think, uh, yeah, it, it's an, like you said, an important day, not just for the, uh, for the momentum of this team, going forward based on the result, but also, yeah, it's one of the bigger recruiting Saturdays of the season for Brian Harson and, and And I don't know if you got to see it on, uh, on, on the broadcast last year, but being there uh, at, at State College and seeing they had a huge group of recruits there last year, and in the pregame, James Franklin, it, it looked like um, it, it looked like a team going to visit the White House or something. There was like a reception line where he would, where they'd all come through. He'd shake, he'd shake each recruit's hand, pat him on the back, talk with him for about 15, 20 seconds, and the next one would move in. And something like, I mean, they, 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 you know, did that last year, and it turned out to be a, a great day for them recruiting. Auburn hopes they can, you know, have the same type success both on the field. And recruiting that Penn State did a year ago. Certainly, I mean this is a uh, it's it's one of the bigger now the home games will be big at the end of the season too if Auburn were to keep winning. But at the moment, you know, for for a variety of reasons, this well, what, is, what's what's another big game? Think of it in the Southeast. Where is another huge game this weekend? I think this is the biggest game for Auburn this year, but it's the biggest game in the South this weekend well, I mean, as far as players going to visit. Recruiting wise, well, I mean, Auburn didn't, you know, you know, Auburn didn't win a contest to be the, the CBS two thirty game, right? I mean, CBS right. CBS chose Auburn for the two thirty time slot because they thought this was the biggest game of the weekend. Mississippi State and LSU could be a really competitive. That's a game. really entertaining game, really interesting game, but it just doesn't have that. Oh, this is interesting seeing a Big Ten SEC matchup. You know, while I'm while I'm complaining about something that doesn't matter at all in the top twenty, the, the, the human poll, top twenty five, the AP or the coaches poll. If I had a vote, I think Mississippi State would have would have done enough in in my in my estimation. I think to so be, too. Like it, you said, going to Arizona and doing what they did last week. I mean, I don't see. I mean, they're they're not in the top twenty five in either poll. We were saying it. I think it's crazy that App isn't in the top twenty five yep. after going to, to Texas A and M and winning in the fashion they did. Speaking of Texas A and M, Bill. Showed. That's another pretty big game. Well, uh, how about all oh, the news about Max Johnson? Yeah, how about that? We wondered. In fact, I think it was on Monday we said if, if we were doing the Texas A&M equivalent of the drive, uh, we, we would be uh, we, we'd be pretty uh, pretty aghast at the at the lack of Max Johnson on Saturday and, and, and the question of whether or not you'd see him moving forward. That question's been answered a little bit. 
uh, you know, you, you're going to find out uh, Saturday, Max Johnson, according to reports, mm-hmm. uh, will start for Texas A&M instead of Haynes King in their big game against Miami on Saturday night. Yeah, Haynes King has maybe, been disappointing in the first couple of ball games. Maybe that's the other really big game in the Southeast. It is. I mean, Miami. Is. Miami I mean, Miami's coming in as the number 12 team in the country. Mm-hmm. It would be bigger had A&M just won. Because then, oh, you, I would, mean, yes, it would be much bigger. I mean, A and M, A and M losing. Bigger. Well, A and M losing, you know, is what is what really took a lot of the luster off of that game. I think game day would probably be there instead of Boone had uh, had had App State not pulled off. They that wouldn't victory. be at Boone. Yeah, had had App State lost. And with that game on ESPN on Saturday night, I, I suspect that's probably where they would have taken the show. But you know, it's uh, I, I think we're both in favor of of, uh, of game day going going there too, because that seems like a really. Uh, it yeah, should, now, should be a really special. I, I heard tomorrow. earlier today. Have you seen any confirmation? I heard that um, one of Miami's top receivers yeah. isn't available either. I'd already submitted my picks. Uh, I'm I'm thinking there's more of a chance for A&M now with Max Johnson starting and with, and with uh, Tyler Van Dyke not having one of his top receivers. We, we were both pretty surprised Max Johnson didn't start the opener, right? Yep. Like I, I, think, yeah. I think that we would we would have both wagered on Max Johnson as the uh, as the starter, based largely on what he was able to do last season for LSU. Uh, instead, uh, they went with Haynes King, who had won the job a year ago and, and had the season uh, shortened due to injury. Uh, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a surprise after... Uh, w- w- I tried to watch some more of that game because we had other stuff going on. I didn't get... Especially, I was on my way to Jordan-Hare Stadium for much of the second half of the, uh, of, of the App State Texas A&M game. Uh, so I tried to watch it again. I mean, they, they had to make a change somewhere on, on that offense because it was... I mean, it, and it, their it, offensive it, line has been bad. Not, Max, not ready I mean, for prime time. Max Johnson can move around too, although he got sacked a ton last year at LSU. So uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens in that one. You know, if Max Johnson plays well, um, Xavier Restrepo, by the way, is the, is the Miami, receiver? Miami receiver who will not play uh, this uh, this coming Saturday. He's going to miss a couple of weeks after the uh, after suffering a foot injury in the uh, in in the game against uh, Southern Miss last week. Yeah. So. Um, so Johnson, yeah. So Johnson getting getting the opportunity to start, it's, it's just surprising. Jimbo didn't, you know, didn't didn't seem concerned at all after the struggle in his first game for for uh, Haynes, but going to make that change according to reports. Now we talked about this a little earlier this week because sure we we thought Max Johnson would be the starter at Texas A and M, but we also thought that Zach Calzada would be the yeah. starter at Auburn, and and now today. Today there there's some rumbling that um, maybe maybe Zach has gotten some work with the uh, with the ones this week, which which would be a change from what we were able to see, you know, for for much. I mean, absolutely, we got, well, got some work with the some ones, but early on. I mean, uh, all three of the guys were, and, and we were discussing this a little bit earlier today, Bill, and that suggests to me, I mean, if you want to read that as a lack of faith in T.J. Finley, you can, but what it seems to me is Auburn making preparations yeah, you, you better have all hands yeah. available that, and have everybody prepared that's auburn making preparations that they got to yank tj finley because i asked you you know if, if i don't think the leash is short that that short i don't think it's any shorter than it was uh a week ago with the way he finished but you have to be ready in case right. things aren't going well to have another option and the you know, if, if if Auburn were to decide, you know, that they they need to make a change and not go with T.J. Finley in a tight game against an opponent like Penn State, do you do you suspect maybe Brian Harson would be uncomfortable going exclusively with Robbie Ashford, and that's why? Yes, he would, I do. He, he, he would want Zach. I Calzada. think you'd need someone who has a, a track record of being able to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not expecting 
to see Calzada tomorrow, you know, no, but, but, but I, I, but I, I won't be stunned is, yeah. if things aren't going well. Right, exactly. If, if, you know, if they have to pull the plug, I think Calzada would be the, the, the top option available unless Robbie Ashford is just having a sensational game. Uh, I, I would think that, that Calzada would be the insurance policy if, if for some reason, uh, or, or injury. Right, if, if for some reason T.J. Finley were unavailable, I could see why they would want a combination of maybe Calzada stepping into Finley's role and Ashford providing what Ashford provides as a wildcat quarterback or a reliever or, or however you want to. Uh, yeah, you, you don't you don't want a situation like like Auburn had. I don't think it, it's anything like a plan to play three quarterbacks the way it was. Um, you know, when Auburn played, I guess it was a Sean White, Jeremy Johnson, and John Franklin against Clemson. Yeah, like, rotated I mean, the well, three. Well, Auburn didn't have a starting quarterback. Yeah, you're right. Right, it like it should have been Sean. Feels like Auburn has a starting quarterback, yeah. and they got a backup who's going to play a little bit, and they've got a plan if if that starting quarterback you know has to uh, has to have the plug pulled. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get to the phone, and Ed is up. Hey, Ed, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. Uh, I hope y'all doing having a nice day. I oh, yeah, so far so good. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate that, uh, and me too. Uh, I just had, uh, as far as at this point in the season, I'll just give you mine, and then I'm going to just hang up and ask y'all if y'all will just give me real quick. As far as things I've been really pleased about, and, and we, you know, you can't use that we're two and zero because, of course, we knew we'd be two and zero unless or Harson might not be there. But I've been real pleased with uh, Cam Riley, uh, the defensive line, Ekluota. I, I kind of expected him and Derek Hall, but the defensive line, uh, like I said, it linebacker Cam Riley and Owen. Owen's doing well, also the whole linebacker core. Um, and Jarquez Hunter, and uh, uh, which I'm real high on, and Demari Alston, I think will. Well, we haven't seen enough of him, but th- those are my highs. My lows are, are disappointments. Are defensive back, and I'm not going to list the uh, offensive line as a disappointment because the offensive line is performing about like. They performed the last few years because they got the same guys, you know. And so that's not a disappointment. We all knew that was going to be a problem. So I'm not going to say that. But I've been disappointed in, in the defensive backs uh, by not seeing enough players play. The tight ends I've been really, really disappointed in. And just uh, as far as... Some players, uh, if everybody was doing really well, you know, I would understand. But I've been kind of disappointed not to see, you know, the the freshman wide receiver. Uh, I don't think some other players I think could have been used a little bit more. But uh, I'm not – hey, I hope – War Eagle, I hope we get a win tomorrow. But I just wanted to – if y'all could just real quick just kind of Probably y'all can do it quicker than me, but just your your kind of pleasant surprises so far, and then your disappointment so far. And more of guys. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with some. I actually think the offensive line has played pretty well. Hmm. You know, you look at the Tate Johnson pleasant surprise. Look, look at the, so far. Now we'll we'll see against a bigger 
and more proven nose guards. But here, the thing you have to look at, check out some, I'm, I'm looking at the SEC stats, but looking at Auburn stats, Auburn has only run 123 plays in two games. And only 40, what, 44 have been passes. Yeah. So it, it's, it's hard if you, if you only call, say, uh, you know, you've had, you've had a few uh, scrambles that, uh, that where, where passes were called. There haven't been more than 50 passes called in two games. It's hard to get an awful lot of players involved when you've only thrown 50 passes in two games. I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, Camden Brown targeted. Um, some of the, some other of the young guys, some other tight ends targeted. I think the tight ends have played pretty well thus far. They just haven't been targeted much. Auburn is second in the SEC. Auburn's averaging over seven yards a snap. It's over seven yards a snap. That's that's pretty good. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get down on the offensive line yet. We'll see. I mean, I'm not telling you they're great by any means, but I think thus far they've been pretty good. I have been less than happy with the pass coverage. Is it because they haven't attempted to put more pressure on the quarterback uh, and they thought they'd be able to get more sacks, which they, they haven't had a ton of. They've had, what's Auburn had, uh, six or seven sacks, I guess, in a couple of games, which isn't bad, but you would have thought there'd been more against that type of competition. But Auburn seems to have given up more yards, you know, with, with what I felt was an experienced, talented secondary than, than I would have expected. Well, I think, I think it was fair to assume that the secondary would have a big advantage in these first two games. And it hasn't. Yes. It hasn't. No, it hasn't. It has, been it has the not case. played out like that. Whether or not that is foreshadowing of the secondary struggling against Power Five competition because they did not play exceptionally well against Mercer or San Jose State remains to be seen. But I share, you know, it's, it, I'm on both sides of that, Bill, because I would say the fact that Keontae Scott and DJ James are able to be counted on in the eyes of the coaching staff as that's much good. as they were. That's this good past. news. Yeah, see, I think that's a, a pleasant surprise. The overall play of the secondary may be not a, a pleasant surprise, something that, that is an early concern. I don't have this. the yeah, I don't have the third down stat. Seems like Auburn has had trouble at times getting teams off the field yes. through the first two games. A couple third and longs that, that's something that uh, that can really hurt you. And I think that's a, one of the reasons why Auburn's only run 123 plays in two games. And you want to go positives on offense, pleasant surprises. I mean, it's not a surprise that Tank looks like one no. of the best running backs. Jarquez looks like the Jarquez Hunter we saw early on last year. Jar- Jarquez Hunter looks like a guy who would, I'm not going to go as crazy as some others. Jarquez Hunter looks like a guy who would contribute for a lot of really, oh, yes. good, really good teams in college football, you know, as, as, as Tank's backup. Remains to be seen, you know, what else Auburn can do there. I, I think you've, you had... Okay, moments with TJ. You know, you've had you've had you know oh, you've had, of it. You had good, bad, good is what it's been. Right, so really good, not really, really not good, really good. And I know we got to take a break, but the uh, you know the the receivers. I also wonder how much of that was game planning for a couple of games in really bad weather. Yeah, but, and how much of that is well, that could be. Yeah. The, 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 I, I didn't even uh, take into consideration the weather. All right, we'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Bill and Dan. Coming to you from Sky Bar here on the Friday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final few minutes of hour number one here on this Friday afternoon. And uh, every time I look at the forecast, Dan, it looks like it's uh, every day it's, it's a little bit warmer. Start of the week, it was going to be like 85, um, then 86. By last night when I'm looking, it's 88. So I'm I'm expecting it to be close to 90 for, uh, for kickoff, but it's still not the most humid time we've ever had. I don't know that I expect that to really be a big factor because I'm telling you, last year up there, it was hot. It was muggy. It felt like it felt like the South. So anybody who thinks that's going to be a big factor, I don't think so. The atmosphere, I'm not talking the you know barometric pressure. That could be something. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right. We're out of time here in hour number one. Still got another hour to go, though. Bill and Dan, we're coming to you from Skybar. What's going on this weekend here, Stan? Uh, that's right. Dan? We got Blackberry Breeze and Ty Reynolds tonight. You got Flyby Radio and Brendan Burns tomorrow. Plus, the game's going to be on all the big screens. Come on by and see him at Sky Bar. And also, shout out to our friends at Bud Light next. We're back with hour number two here on the Friday Drive from Sky Bar. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan coming to you from Skybar Cafe. Yes, uh, we are here downtown amongst a, a lot of people here downtown you never There's know a, who you might see you're right about that uh and then you, you may never see some of these people again because there are a lot of penn state folks a lot of penn state folks in town that's that's right and sky bar will be uh, sky bar's doors open at six o'clock uh, today i'm sure there'll be a uh, she'll be quite the crowd ready to get in as soon as they unlock the uh, doors to this place tonight blackberry breeze uh, outside and it's going to be a uh, ty reynolds on the uh, on the on the stage right behind us up front Ben Brood the DJ will be uh, will be on the wheels of steel in the back tomorrow night fly by radio uh, in the in the back Brennan Burns up front uh, DJ Ben Brood they're going to have the Auburn Penn State game on all the screens here tomorrow if you're not going to Jordan Air Stadium come on by here to watch the game and uh, and of course want to shout out Bud Light next as well our sponsor helping us present uh, today's shows on location zero carbs uh, from uh, from Bud Light next, and you can uh, you can uh, pick that up here at Sky Bar and anywhere else you find uh, you find your, uh, your 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 beer and your beer like beverages. Hour number two of the drive. 
Brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we will uh, take more of your phone calls in just a little while. But right now, a uh, special guest with us here on Friday, normally with us on Thursdays, but he had a middle school football game. Actually, I don't think he had a middle school football game. I think I think Son had a middle school football He's game. He's out of eligibility. Yeah, maybe just, just beyond that. And that's our good friend, uh, David Pascal from the Chattanooga Times, Free Press, and ESPN Chattanooga. David, how you doing on this Friday? I am doing wonderfully. I hope you guys are. Man, we are. What It's something that uh, Dan said this morning when he, when he came into my office is, I mean, I can see the corner of the building where my office is here from Skybar Cafe. Uh, Dan said when he came in, he didn't know that he'd ever seen as many visiting fans decked out in their colors the day before a ball game as he had today. And thinking about it, I mean, SEC fans, many of them have been to Auburn before. Many of them can make the trip in one day. That's not the case when you're uh, when you're you know when you're coming in from Pennsylvania. Yeah, the uh, the, the the Nittany Lions faithful. I mean, the, the city is under siege at the moment right now with with a lot of folks in the uh, Penn State colors walking it's around. It's great downtown. to see. Yeah, it's really really cool. Well, and I think that's why you're seeing. Um, you know, Gary Stoken has talked about this, the CEO of the Peach Bowl. I mean, it's been a great run that he's had, beginning with that 2008. Alabama Clemson game and just the matchups he's been able to get, but but folks have shifted away now and they they like these Auburn Penn State these Tennessee Pitt. I was up in Pennsylvania last weekend. There was a lot of orange up there. You think about uh, what uh, what Georgia did in 2017, where that was almost like a cocktail party with the number of Georgia fans that invaded South Bend. These these unique matchups or in some cases never before having taken place matchups in certain locations, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, this is a historic time for Auburn. Just like last week, Tennessee became the, the first SEC school ever to play at Pitt. So um, the, this is what makes it fun for sure. And, you know, I think part of it may be due to it's, it's sort of the feeling from fan bases, the way that bowl games, some big bowl games used to be, because the bowl games aren't as exciting now to fan bases as they used to be. Uh, even, if, even if it's a bowl that you haven't been to before, it's still not the same when you're hearing all the hype about the teams that are going to be in the playoff. This is an opportunity to go somewhere that you haven't been, see what all their talk is all about, what their history, you know, their traditions are, and things like that. See that on that campus. I think it's great, and I, and I hope these type intersectional games continue on. Yeah, and I'm spot on with you. I mean, this is what makes college football special. I'm the same way. I think the playoff has, uh, has, has kind of sucked the life out of all the other bowl games like you're talking about. I mean, it's, it's weird to think that even the Sugar Bowl in certain years now is kind of a ho-hum thing just because people would rather talk about the playoff. And, and, and it's just hard to believe that there's some years where, you know, some of these bowl games are considered failures now, but, yeah, when it's early in the season and you've got this kind of stuff, I mean, it's just, it is, I mean, Alabama, Texas, I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the press box that, you know, it used to be Heinz Field. It's Akershire Stadium now. I mean, I watched almost every snap of that Bama, Texas. 
yeah, these early season games are an absolute treat. It'll be. I'm curious to see what shakes out when you know. Does the SEC go to a nine game schedule? You know, how does that affect scheduling down the road? Are there some teams like like Chattanooga, some FCS teams that could be hurting down the road if there are fewer of those opportunities? Because that's such a big financial piece to their puzzle playing the big boys of the world. And 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 the last couple of things you're talking about lead right into. Uh, you know, you said ho-hum, and that's what I think a lot of people thought last weekend was going to be, but it was anything but a, a, a great, you know, a, another great weekend uh, as as we saw some monumental upsets, and then that Alabama-Texas game was, was a great, great game, and, uh, you know, a lot of folks thought, well, let's just skip this weekend. That's why they play them every week. You just never know. Yeah, and, of course, last week, like we talked about, was set up so beautifully. I, I think, uh, you know, you have the tradition-rich Bama-Texas game at noon. What we didn't think is that it was going to be a four-quarter game, let alone down to the final plays. And so you had that one at noon. Uh, you know, the Tennessee-Pitt game at 3.30 was fantastic. Florida-Kentucky certainly was compelling. It wasn't the world's most beautiful game, uh, but that was compelling. And then you had, you know, Baylor-BYU late night. So, really, college football delivered – in all four of those time slots. Yeah, and you also had, you know, App State knocking off Texas A&M and, and Marshall going to Notre Dame and winning. Yeah, those, uh, I mean, what what just, uh, you know, and it's interesting. I think Ryan McGee, credit Ryan McGee, he had a really good story before the season on just how the Sun Belt now is as pure as, as college football gets. I mean, when you think about, that is a that is a conference now that really does. I mean, when you start with Marshall and go down to Old Dominion and uh, you know just all the way through at Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, it's just a really well constructed. Then you've got the schools in the West, you know, with Troy and UAB, and you keep going into you know Southern Myth. It's just a it's a geographical league that makes a lot of sense, and um, you know, and and they care. I mean, they they don't have the five stars. I, I saw where uh, Texas A&M had, I think it was 56, four or five stars on their roster, and App State had one, uh, and we all know who won. So, I mean, it's that kind of stuff that makes it fun. But the Sun Belt really does seem to be, in this world of conference realignment, uh, you know, a league that's kind of done things the right way. Yeah, and I, and I do uh, women's basketball for the uh, for the Troy Trojans, who have won a couple of Sun Belt championships lately. And it's been one of the thrills about that job is being able to go see some of these campuses. I don't know how often I'd be going to some of the communities with Sun Belt member institutions, you know, contained therein. And so it's been uh, it's been great. And yeah, seeing the seeing the way they've played football these last couple of weeks has been really special too. Boone hosting uh, college game day tomorrow uh, before uh, App State plays against the Trojans. Uh, two games from last weekend before we move on, David. Uh, you mentioned uh, Florida-Kentucky. Really big win for Mark Stoops. Hard to believe. Uh, you know, not, not all that long ago, Florida was on a 30-plus year win streak against the Kentucky Wildcats. Not the case anymore. Yeah, if you uh, once upon a time, if you had said that in back-to-back years, Kentucky would outscore Florida in the second half 26-3. to uh, not sure what kind of odds you would get on that back in the Spurrier days, but yeah, I mean, credit. I mean, that is, that is Mark Stoops. I mean, they are not a beautiful team to watch. I mean, they win a lot of games without 300 yards of total offense, but, uh, they, they just absolutely let, uh, Florida beat themselves. I mean, Anthony Richardson goes from a Heisman 
candidate one week to somebody like, should this guy even be starting? I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And it's uh, the stability. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Mark Stoops that was hired a week before Tennessee hired Butch Jones. And, you know, Tennessee's been through Butch Jones and uh, Jeremy Pruitt and is now on Josh Heupel. So, I mean, you see what the stability factor, um, you know, it's a great level of patience there because through five years, Stoops was 26 and 36, and they stuck with him, and it is it is paid off big time. I mean, that is a that is a team in a, in a league, you know, with, you know, if they can beat Tennessee, they could have a really special type of season. I still don't think they're in Georgia's neighborhood, but they've never won 11 games in a regular season, but they legitimately have that chance this year. Absolutely. And then you mentioned you were up in, uh, you were up in Pittsburgh to see the Tennessee Volunteers. That's a nice win for Josh Heupel. He's got that thing rolling. It's hard to believe, you know, a little more than a year ago, the expectations oh, were, were almost non-existent. Nil. Yeah, yes. I mean, the expectations weren't there for Tennessee football, and Josh Heupel has turned things around. They, they uh... They're they're headed in the right direction. They got Florida next week, but what can you tell us about the win they picked up in uh, against the Pitt Panthers? Well, it was ugly, and 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 Tennessee, as you know, has been through its worst decade plus in its history. And and if you were to say that that Tennessee beat a ranked team on the road despite fumbling twice in the second half and having a punt block, I mean, those are absolutely the games in the past ten twelve years that Tennessee lost, but they found a way to win. Uh, you know, they pulled the thing out in overtime and to, to build off of what y'all are saying, Bill and Dan, about the excitement, this is just mind boggling to me. A couple of hours ago, Danny White, Tennessee's athletic director announced on Twitter that tomorrow night's game against Akron is sold out. Over 101,000 people are, are going to go watch Tennessee beat up on Akron. Well, it's because it's going to be the only opportunity for some folks to be able to get there and see. When things are going well, that's when you sell those games out, when the, when the fan base is excited about the product being put on the field. Speaking of sellouts, David, we got one on our hands here at uh, Jordan-Hare Stadium for tomorrow night. This game is, a, uh, uh, this, this is maybe the hottest ticket of the year. You can't find a parking pass for tomorrow. What are you expecting? <laughs> you know, I wish I could offer some insight. I have not had a feel for this game all week long. Um, you know, it, it, it could be one of those games that zip, zip after the first quarter, you know, as the teams just feel each other out. Uh, you know, if I had to bet anything on this game, I probably would bet the under. Um, you know, I just don't know. I, I think Penn State has more of an identity of who it is right now, so I would probably pick Penn State if you had to just pin me down on it. Uh, you know, Auburn, and I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't know. I mean, they've just got to get better quarterback play, more consistent quarterback play. You got We talked about it last week. I mean, you know, the one thing Finley wasn't doing last year was turning the ball over. Now there have been some turnovers. So, um, you know, it, it's – I don't know, and what I do know is that, I mean, it's game 16 for Brian Harson, and what a monumental game it is for, for him and his tenure down there. I mean, I think if he wins that thing, uh, you know, I think it's probably the most excited, you know, Auburn's been. Of course, you can say the 6-2 and two start last year and beating Ole Miss and getting the number 12 in the country. Things look good from that point, but uh, what, a, what a huge win that would be for him. And on the flip side, if it's a loss, then you're talking about a guy who – who would be what eight and eight with a with a huge huge road to hoe down the stretch? Yeah, no question about it. And, and Auburn's it. putting so much into this game. It is the biggest recruiting weekend of the year. They've got um, over seventy kids coming in. 
Um, I guess four or five are official, but I mean, this is the weekend. When you look around the Southeast, this is the game. This is their opportunity. Brian Harson said back at Media Days, watch. Eyes are going to be on this one, and that's very, very important for his and Auburn football's future. And my best David Pascal impression, David, a loss tomorrow would drop Brian Harson as Auburn's coach to three and seven against the Power Five with a loss to Houston in a bowl game as well that that's 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 where the start would be if uh, if auburn were to drop tomorrow's game yeah and you'll see those stats just like you saw all the kevin sumlin's record through 50 games compared to jimbo fisher's record through 50 games after last week's result in college station yeah it's i mean i mean the microwave society more than ever um it's it would be a it could be a tough time if if tomorrow doesn't work out but yeah i i would imagine that atmosphere just like all those Jordan Hare atmospheres when it's a big game. Well, we'll I, I can't imagine there being a better atmosphere in college football tomorrow. No, you're right. David, before we let you go, love to get your thoughts on a couple of other games involving SEC teams. You mentioned Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. If they don't beat Miami this weekend. They could be one in five when you look at the they next could. three games. So, I mean, this is, this is a huge game for Texas A&M. And, you know, they, they made the switch, obviously, to Max Johnson at quarterback. I, that's who I thought it was going to be all year. I mean, Haynes King wasn't impressive last year before he got hurt. Um, he wasn't, certainly wasn't, you know, that's a, that was a game the other day where A&M had the ball for like 18 minutes and change. I mean, they just got thoroughly outplayed in that thing. And so that, that's just a team that, that doesn't have an identity right now either. Um, I know Miami has been beating up on some high school teams, but, I picked Miami to go in there and upset them. I mean, as y'all know, I mean, Auburn's won in Kyle Field every time except for last year. It's not, it's not um, that intimidating. It's huge. It's gorgeous. But, but no, it's and, not. And what an indictment of Haynes King that I think, I mean, certainly the, the two of us, David, and I, I wonder if you feel this way too, I'm more likely to consider A&M because they've made the change to Max Johnson. Yeah. I, th- I think that is the better better move there. I do think that helps Texas A&M. Um yeah, I just kind of like I, – I think I think there's some doubt that's crept in there for sure, and, and, and I think Miami's going to come in with the whole, you know, knock off an SEC team type thing. Uh, you know, I could be way wrong, and Max, Max Johnson plays great, and A&M wins by two touchdowns. I just went with the Canes in the upset here. I'm, I'm surprised that that line's almost a full touchdown. Speaking of Max Johnson, LSU, I think that's a, mm-hmm. it's a big one for Brian Kelly, another guy who doesn't want to start oh, uh, one and two uh, th- th- with the uh, the 2022 season. And that's a hot team he's facing with a quarterback playing as well as just about anybody in college football through two games. What do you make of Mississippi State going to Baton Rouge? I, li- I like the Bulldogs in that one for, for a lot of the reasons you're saying. And, again, it kind of goes back to who's, who knows who they are right now and who doesn't. I don't think LSU knows who it is right now. Uh, Mississippi State definitely knows what it is and what it does. And, you know, I, when I was up in uh, Pennsylvania last week writing some articles after the game back at the hotel, I mean, I had that Mississippi State-Arizona game on. And, and Mississippi State's a nice athletic team, as, yes. as Auburn got to witness in that second half last year. Um, I, th- I, I think, think Mississippi State goes Mississippi in there and State, they, Mississippi they State seems to be considerably ago. better than Florida State. You know, through through what we've seen from both teams, David, and we, you know, we'll yeah. see, we'll see how that plays. You know, how that plays out in Baton Rouge, but yeah, it's a scary game. It is a scary game, and I mean, you're talking about you know, y'all were just talking about Texas A&M, the possibility of them being one and five. I mean, you look at LSU dropping that, and I mean, they they've got a, I mean, with Florida and Tennessee as their crossover games, and 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 no easy days in the West. I mean, 
that could be a wild first season for Brian Kelly. Going to be another fun weekend. David, we really appreciate it. By the way, how how'd the game turn out last night? Uh, y'all have probably been through this with children, but it's like oh, one yeah. of those things. I scooted out of the show at 5 o'clock Eastern, and it kicked off at 5. And the guy that was supposed to replace me on the show didn't get there on time, so I had to wait till 5.15. Didn't uh, get to the game till close to 5.30. And it's one of those seventh-grade games. It was almost at halftime, and it was 36 to nothing. And my kid's the starting cornerback, and he was already done for the day. And I was just like, uh, what a waste. Oh, well. Well, that's good, though. It's what much it, what better, better than being down 36 nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> that is very true. And, and the good news is there's only one more game, and it's on a Tuesday. So I should not have any more Thursday conflicts the rest of the season. Uh, well, hey, we, we're really glad you uh, were able to spend a little time with us. Appreciate it, David. Have, where, where are you this weekend? I'm at the mighty, uh, I've, I've actually got a pretty good day tomorrow. I'm going to watch the first half of Georgia, South Carolina at home. And then at 1.30, I'm going to drive up to Knoxville, get there at 3.30 so I can watch all of Auburn, Penn State, and then, and then cover the, the mighty Akron Zips at 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. You're, you're the best, David. Appreciate it. We can't wait to talk to you next week after what should be a really exciting weekend of college football. All right. Hopefully it's a rocking time on the plane. Thanks, David. Have a great weekend. You guys do the same. Take care. David Pascal from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. You can check him at timesfreepress.com or ESPN Chattanooga. He does the show Press Row every day, 2 to 5 Central. That's 3 to 6 there in Chattanooga. We'll get to our first break of hour number two. Love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. Come on in and join us here on the Friday Drive from Sky Bar. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. We are... Downtown at Sky Bar, Bill and Dan from the uh, just out just just by the main stage here in the front of Sky Bar Cafe, the uh, Friday edition. Yeah, you can of the see drive. us when you walk by. It's like we're teasing some folks that'll walk by. Yeah, do I swear I've seen I've seen a couple of groups that have walked back and forth like three or four times. That's right. Doors, hey, we're getting closer. Doors not opening until six here at Sky Bar. Blackberry Breeze and Ty Reynolds. The uh, the talent tonight, Ben Brood, of course, on the uh, on the ones and twos, and then you've got uh, the uh, you've got Fly by Radio and Brennan Burns uh, on the uh, on the slate for tomorrow night. You can also watch Auburn and Penn State on every screen in the house. If you're not going to Jordan Hare Stadium tomorrow, come on by and watch the game here at Sky Bar. Also, want to shout out Bud Light next. Oh Zero yeah, Zero Carbs, the uh, delicious new beer from the folks at Anheuser Busch. Zero carb beer from uh, Bud Light. Zero carbs, super crisp, light beer. Bud Light next. Give it a try if uh, if, if uh, you're uh, of age and and uh, you know you're looking for a beer. But I, I'm always nervous about how to how to you know. There's I guess there's legal yeah, the, yeah. you know there's, there's legal uh, you know what I mean. Drink responsibly, of course. Uh, but uh but, but yeah, try out try out Bud Light next. Our our sponsor here for the uh, for, for the Friday shows live at Sky Bar. Hey, let's uh, shout out Auburn High, the number yeah. one Auburn High School Tigers. Uh, go down to Montgomery and took care of business. Man, it, it was like a, a, the greatest game defensively. Every time, every time I'd check, it's like an interception returned. 
either all the way or inside into the red zone or a fumble return for a touchdown uh, 58 to 7 last night the number 1 Auburn High School Tigers win so nice i mean they will enjoy this weekend before they get ready uh, for a couple of pretty big ball games coming up uh, got a, a region a non-region game this weekend before Opelika next weekend but uh, yeah obviously huge game here tomorrow as big a game as Auburn's going to play because if they win it now if they win it that will make Arkansas and possibly Texas A&M even bigger if they if they don't win it then it's it's going to be very difficult to get back to that uh, same you know type situation where you've got so much excitement and anticipation and, and how much is on the line so uh, so we love your thoughts three three four three two one thirteen ninety that's a Kia of Auburn hotline and James is up next hey James hey fellas What's going on? I wanted to talk to you about the game last night. I went to the game last night because um, I had to go down there and carry some peoples down there. But um, the game was well out of hand before the first quarter even ended. It was, yeah, it you're was not bad. kidding. I mean, that thing, it was it was big early. I mean, what was it at the end of the first? Because it was like 36 or 7 at the half, wasn't it? It was like 36 or 35 at the half, and I want to say it was like 28. Then it was either 21 or 28 to nothing at at the start of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was ridiculous, and you know I felt bad for Lee High School because they didn't even have a band. I didn't see the cheerleaders. I, somebody told me they had cheerleaders, but they only had like at kickoff there was only like 59 people on the Lee side, and at halftime there was only like 20 left. So, yeah, that's that's really a shame. I mean, from a once once very proud and 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 one of the I mean the, the best team in the state uh, for yeah. years when our when our good buddy Spence McCracken was was coaching they 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 still had uh, great glory years and of course that goes way way back to what, the sixties when it was Lee oh, and yeah. Lanier and then Spence brought the glory back and it's it's really it's really been a struggle for the generals. A, a, remi- a reminder of you know. Nothing lasts forever, right? I mean, things things like that. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate, uh, yep. but but it's also. I mean, we talk about it more with college football programs, right? Sustained success in the past mm-hmm. does not mean that you're going to sustain success in the future. And you know, it it helps, but uh, you know, it, we've seen, uh, you know, we've we've already seen Nebraska make a coaching change this season. Season started a couple of weeks ago, and, and it's you know, it's an, it's another reminder. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes fortunes uh, uh, turn for the worse. Yeah. Well, all I can tell you is that Lee didn't score until like the last four or five minutes of the fourth right. quarter when they finally scored. And, and, and then, Auburn had played well over. over. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate the call, James. The music's playing. That means it's the bottom of the hour break. We have a half an hour to go. Still plenty of time for you to join us. Bill and Dan at Sky Bar here on the Friday Drive.
Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday. Final couple of segments. Bill and Dan here at Sky Bar Cafe, where I mean, it. I mean, downtown is packed, and uh, folks, folks will be uh, piling in here in just a little while. Doors going to open up at six. Yeah, we're we're thrilled to be able to do these Friday shows uh, live at uh, live at Sky Bar. Really appreciate the folks at Sky Bar accommodating us as as they do, and uh, and also want to say thanks to Bud Light Next, uh, one of our uh, one of our sponsors for these Friday shows live downtown before uh, some of the bigger football games of the year. And this feels, Bill, like we've been saying all week, like one of the bigger games Auburn's played, bigger out-of-conference games Auburn's played in decades. I mean, you got to go back maybe to USC 2003 opener, you know, to find uh, an out-of-conference game that feels uh, like this one. And, uh, and yeah, just, uh, just a really exciting time here in Auburn as we, as we await kickoff tomorrow night. Yeah, re- really, uh, really fun uh, looking forward to this, and I just can't wait. Let's get back to the phones to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Spectre is up next. Hey, Spectre. Hey, guys. Well, Bill, Dan, you you know, you are so right. This is the biggest game of the year, I believe, for Auburn and the Auburn football players and Coach Harson. If winning this game will instill more confidence than any game, I think, on the, on the schedule today. So winning this game, Harson has to pull out all stops. If uh, if he has a player that's underplaying, is not playing up to his par, put somebody else in there. He's got to do everything he has to do to win this game. He can't have that attitude, well, this is my guy, I'm going with him. Well, if he's not performing, get him out of there. Put somebody else in. If you have to put the defensive players on the offensive line, let them do it. <laughs> if you have to put, I mean, we used to do that in the old days, didn't we, Bill? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it'll come quite down to that, but I do agree. It's it's a must-win situation. Bill, you said I mean, earlier, all hands on deck. Absolutely. I mean, this is... I mean, when he said watch, again, I've talked about it. When he said watch, everybody's watching. So let's see it tomorrow. I mean, this is when, if you've been holding anything back, no, you know, it's time to let it time to let it go now. Yeah, sm- smoke them if you got them would be another, would be another, way, would be another way of describing it. Absolutely, absolutely. And no stop, no stop. Pull all your stops out. Hey, I got to get out of here. I got a lot of people to see, a lot of things to do. I hear you, Spectre. Good hearing from you. Have Absolutely. a good weekend. Absolutely. Well, looking we forward do. to talking to you uh, following uh, tomorrow's game. By the way, after the game, I've uh, you know I'm 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 you know still the what the the host emeritus of of after right. the game is that you are. so so I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not I'm not gonna make it tomorrow. But but the guys uh, who yeah, they, that they, should be a fun show. Yeah, I, but, I know they were both really looking forward. Yeah. To tomorrow's show. By all means, tune into after the game right here on ESPN 106.7. Following tomorrow's Auburn, uh, Auburn Penn State gaming, catch it right here on ESPN 106.7 or online. You can listen live radioalabama.net. Find the ESPN 106.7 tab. You can stream the show uh, that way. And uh, and yeah, uh, Carter and uh, uh, Carter and Jake are going to do a, a a great job uh, tomorrow. And uh, and and yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a lot to talk about after a game like Auburn-Penn State. Oh, yeah, you're right. Regardless, regardless of how it goes. I mean, and that's the thing. You have so many people that have, as I was saying in the first hour, uh, about two-thirds of the national media are picking Penn State. But most everybody's picking it to be a close game. 
because nobody really knows is this is what we've seen. Is that it? Is that is that what Auburn is going to have? Is that all there is? Yeah, absolutely. If if, if, if that's um, Bill, you asked the question earlier. Like who 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 do you think could be a a breakthrough or a pleasant surprise for Auburn tomorrow, or, or somebody that you know of of the beyond the usual suspects on offense, right? We talked about Tank and Jarquez and Javarius. You know, who else is in prime position? I would think maybe Dawson, you know, has shown has shown big play ability. He's been open. He's got yes. open. Yes, I mean, that, that's, you know, I, I would think that if you if the thing holding you back from playing Dawson and Johnson at the same time is the size of the two guys, look, they're getting open. You know what I mean? Play the, about, play the receivers the other, are getting open. How about open. the other Johnson, Malcolm? How about Malcolm? Who you remember didn't, Malcolm yeah. ran the jet sweep and, and picked up some yards there? I don't know that he's been targeted much at all? Didn't play I, last I, week. I know he hasn't. Yeah, D- didn't play last right, week. He did said, not. Yeah, they, but they, they said he could have. Yeah, they said he went through warmups, decided to uh, decided to red Coy Moore it. got got That's, his first target and caught his first pass I, last week. I would week. think Coy Moore might be the, might be the answer there too. That's another guy uh-huh. that you wonder you wonder if after a couple of weeks, I think it took Demetrius Robertson a couple of weeks to get <laughs> yep. into the swing of things as a, as a big time transfer late arrival last year oh, as man, a transfer you, wide you, receiver. You, you brought up that memory last year of, of Demetrius Robertson. Open and just well, couldn't find the ball. You know that was you know one of the stranger things, and and I still wonder if it was strategic or if it was a thing they saw in the Penn State defense. Remember how it seemed like Bo Nix was throwing the ball higher, yes, a lot Putting more loft. People wondered if his arm was hurt. Yeah, they thought it was his arm, or if they thought it was you know something they saw in the Penn State defense. Know. There were a couple times where it very nearly worked, including mm-hmm. that one where he put put a loft and Demetrius Robertson just lost it in the uh, in the lights or in the whiteout. Right, you know maybe. maybe Maybe the maybe the, the, yeah, the crowd impacted been. or whatever it was, but but yeah, Auburn just missed on some big plays through the air last year uh, in the game, and, and you got you got the feeling they're going to need to convert because if Auburn's, you know, if Auburn needs some explosive plays. They've had a few. I think they've had five 20, uh, 20 plus yard plays you, thus far. You tell they're me, they're going to need has, some big plays tomorrow. If you told me Auburn finished the game with, you know, what one or fewer pass plays of twenty yards or oh, more, they're in trouble. Yeah. Un- un- I mean, unless they can just line up and yeah. run it, yeah. and run it, I wanna, and run it. I want to know. I want to know how Tank and Jarquez did. Yeah. Well, also if, Auburn, suspect- if Auburn runs for two fifty tomorrow, they're in pretty good shape, I think. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? I wouldn't predict it. I, I also think if Tank and Jarquez get going, and Penn State's defense beyond the defensive line has some issues tackling, that's a possibility. Is is a really productive game from Auburn's primary uh, tailback options, and and wouldn't that be you know I mean that that's something Brian Harson and staff have been talking about right wanting to establish the run, wanting to be a team that can lean on its run game and its running backs in order to uh, to beat defenses. Tomorrow's a golden opportunity, and I mean you got you got two really good ones. You got you got Tank Bigsby who looks as good as you know I was saying earlier in the season looks as good as any back. You know, I can remember in the last 20 years or so of Auburn football. And then Jarquez Hunter, who there were question marks going into the season of what kind of Jarquez we were going to get. He's at the ground running. Oh, he has. Literally. He is. Yeah, he's he's better than he was last year when he got things started. A couple of the interesting matchups, really interesting matchups to me. The Auburn defensive front, the Penn State offensive line. This is not a giant Penn State offense. I believe their heaviest offensive lineman is 307. And they have three guys. Um, who have a combined, three of their starters have a combined seven career starts. You would think, you would think the Auburn defensive front 
should have success against the Penn State offensive line. I wonder how long the leash is before they go to Hunter Norzad, who's somebody we've talked about. I wonder why they haven't gone to him yeah. before now. Maybe he just got beat out, right? I mean, it's, it's dangerous to assume that a grad transfer is just going to win the job because right. he's a grad transfer. But it sounds like they've played him, but but as, as a reserve uh, these last couple of weeks, they were doing a lot of weird stuff with the, with the playing time this past Saturday against Ohio. You know, you don't know if they'll go that early to the backup quarterback or things like that. But it's... um. Uh, no, that's another question. Yeah, what's what's the offensive line going to look like for Penn State? How much inexperience is going to be on that offensive line for the uh, for the Nittany Lions? You want you want to get back? Yeah, to let's the phones? get back to the phones. And Shane is up next. Hey, Shane. Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Man, we're doing fine. Good to hear from you. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just I'm I'm on the side of I think that we have truly been holding back um, because number one, it's been raining both of the games and things are slippery and. You know, we're trying to build things out, and why are we going to tip our hands to San Jose State when we don't have to? I just, I have this gut feeling that that we're going to come out and we're going to see a completely different team. Now, whether that is, I, I, I can't say that for sure about the quarterback position, but but like the running backs, I think they have this in their mind now that that we're supposed to lose. And, and and this is this, and, and we're we're inferior, and, and this and that. And Big Ten's coming to town. I just I have a feeling that our team is, is going to like have this intense motivation. Shane, I not, don't know. I don't know how often Tank Bigsby thinks he's supposed to lose. You know what I mean? No, but I, I, yeah, again, yeah. I, I love Shane. I do love I know the fact that Auburn can use that underdog, you know, mentality. Exactly. It's like you know, lack of respect, and they know they are the underdogs. Right. So the only question would be the quarterback position. And I, I heard somewhere that uh, that Calzada has actually been doing well in practice lately. So There's been TJ some talk does, that, that, that he has had a good week of practice and may have gotten some work with the ones. It'll be interesting. I mean, if things are going well, you still may not see him. But if things right. aren't, then, then maybe so. We, we were saying earlier in the show, Shane, it would make sense against a team like Penn State, you know, considering that there have been issues the first two weeks, that, you know, the plan, I would imagine the plan is T.J. Finley with a little bit of Robbie Ashford. But if T.J. Finley were, were, to, were to struggle, were to become a liability, if Auburn thought we needed to make a change, it makes sense to have Zach Calzada ready to go or as ready as he can be uh, because you, you probably, not, probably don't want it to just be Robbie Ashford in that situation if you pull T.J. Right. Finley. Yeah. I think I think I have a feeling we're going. We might see all three. I, I hope you don't. I hope it's. Mm. I hope it's so. It's going so well that that it's TJ and it's Ashford and it's and it's and it's our run game and it's and it's us dominating on defense. I, and and that crowd and who knows if we have the orange jerseys out there, you know maybe we'll catch some lightning in a bottle and and we'll just go from there. But I, I just I got a gut feeling and that's all. That's why that's I'm gonna that's how I'm, I'm gonna play it. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to think positively. Absolutely, absolutely, Shane. Eagles. Great stuff. Appreciate yeah. the phone call. Don't, don't think we're going to see yeah. the orange jerseys, but there's uh, going to be sure. a ton of orange there. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's something that, that probably is... Uh, is, is, is uh, I have think to that's sort of been... Uh, yeah, debunked. Now, debunked. Yeah. But I think Auburn, no, Auburn's still going to have a, a you know, real, real big energy uh, going into, uh, you know, going, going into kickoff uh, tomorrow. And the, uh, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. It, it does seem like uh, T.J. Finley can run hot and cold, right? It's a, you know, it's a, he's a guy who can really ride his confidence when it's going well, and, and it can seem like it, it starts to snowball a little bit when things aren't going well for T.J. And a win tomorrow 
and a, and a and a and a solid performance tomorrow. You wonder what that would do for TJ's oh, confidence yeah. moving forward. And, and that's uh, you know something else that, that Auburn has a little bit you know has on the line a little bit. Now I'm saying it. That's some, something else that Auburn's got. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mean that was that was a good choice. Something because else it, at stake. It's a phrase that gets used. Yeah, okay, at, at stake for Auburn tomorrow is uh, yeah, you got TJ Finley's confidence to think about if if he can play well and and keep that mm-hmm. going beyond just tomorrow. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Brett is up next. Hey, Brett. Hey, uh, I heard Specter a little while ago say if we need to even bring some defensive linemen over to block, but uh. Uh, in my way of thinking, I don't think that's uh, too far off. I'm I'm predicting sometime, hopefully it's tomorrow, third and one, second and one at the goal line, we pull an Alabama and bring in Emba or Jason Jones to block on the goal line at 3.30, and as well as they move, there's just got to be a crease and just lean on somebody and we get in. That's not a bad idea. Of course, that's not exactly replacing an offensive lineman. That's just adding a Oh, giant. well, it's, it's yeah. not, but it's replacing every, the blocker. Every, every little bit or large bit helps. And as fast as Emba can move, he's going to hit that crease pretty quick. Yeah, no, I, I think so, Brett. I mean, that that's a – I mean, we're wondering what we haven't seen, you know, and what we've seen that you could see variation of. Um, no, I, I think it's all on the table, you know, for for when, especially yeah. especially for a team that struggled in short yardage. You know, I think I think there's well, things Auburn probably hasn't had to do yet. Dan, my real prediction, and a lot of this is just hope and wishing, but uh, since Camden Brown has played a good number of snaps, you know, not a lot, but he's played what 16 snaps first game and good number the second. I'm thinking we can go across the middle to him one or two times. I'm sort of expecting it. I really am. Yeah. All right. War Eagle. Appreciate it, Brett. We need to get to our final break. Keith, tie the tiger, hang on. You'll be up when we come back as we head into our final segment here on the Friday Drive from Skybar. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Final segment of the drive here on this Friday afternoon from Sky Bar, and let's get right back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Keith is up first. Hey, Keith. Hey, yeah, I'm uh, just um, I'm kind of weary about. Uh, I've never seen this much disrespect for Auburn against a team that's not shown any more than Penn State has. I mean, it's kind of weird. I see what everybody else is seeing, but uh, you know, it's. I, I haven't seen that that much great stuff out of Penn State, and then Penn State's another team that we should have beat last year. I yep. mean, it's uh, very well I could think... have. I don't know about should have, but very well could have. You're right, and I think Auburn can definitely use this as motivation at the start of the game. It only lasts so long, but there's no reason not to uh, not to play with a little more of a chip on your shoulder, as one of our colleagues That's... like to talk. <laughs> That's right, and uh, you know they do have an upgrade at running back. I I watch some film on him. Yeah, but, the uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, Singletary or Singleton or something, Singleton. but uh, right. Yeah, um, but I, I you know I saw the uh, a lot of the Boise stuff, and 
you know, they do have a decent, I mean, they did some decent offense up there. They did some trickery and, uh, they had solid offenses up there. And, uh, there's no reason to think that we can't do a lot better than what we're doing. And like, just like you said, just, uh, he, Harson said, just sit back and watch or come and watch. And, uh, you know, I yeah, saw him quote. Absolutely, Keith. Pre- appreciate Definitely it. more in the playbook. Yeah, great hearing from yeah, you, Keith. Yeah, I think people forget, you know, what, what Brian Harson did throughout his career because of last year at Auburn, but that's not all he is. And that's, you know, there are some stratagems he didn't break out last year to fool an opponent. You might see him tomorrow. Ty the Tiger is up next. Hey, Ty. Hey, guys. Um, I know it's beating a dead horse, but I really hope we get them orange jerseys tomorrow. I think it would be really cool. Um, I do want to say about the play, man, you know, we don't have a big receiver. Um, Most of our big receivers are tight ends. I would love to see Robbie Ashford out on uh and let and just let the dude fly i mean he's one of the fastest on the team he's a baseball player so you know he can catch the ball and i think it would just be awesome to put him out there maybe get a safety on him and just throw the ball up to him down the field and see if he can go get it uh, and i i don't think we've seen i think we've seen him maybe on the field with tj one time uh-huh. and you know we've we've been really vanilla i i really i, I mean again i just you know that we need to do something um, to get some momentum. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna go out and say 26 to 21. I think we uh, we can't, we we don't cash in a couple times, kick a couple field goals. I think the reason why people are putting Penn State uh, above Auburn right now is is simply quarterback play. I think that both teams are uh, a lot alike. Um, but I mean, they got a fifth year senior and the guys, the guy led them back in Purdue game. I mean, I, I'm not going to disrespect Penn State with a fifth year quarterback. They got a good program. James Franklin's a good coach, but you know, I mean, we've got to come to play better than we've been playing. Our quarterback play is going to win us or lose us the game tomorrow, man. And I'm, I'm rooting for us, hoping to be there, still looking for some tickets. If anybody wants to donate, <laughs> tie the tiger at gmail.com send them on uh but anyway guys man as always war damn eagle enjoy it. good good luck man on finding finding those tickets someone hope someone comes again don't don't count count on the uh orange jerseys yeah Uh, auburn does have a couple of guys that are not small at receiver that's that's an interesting thought i would not be surprised at all to see robbie ashford in the game at the same time as tj we saw him run that reverse sort of option but, yeah, I would think it'd be interesting to get the ball out to him one-on-one. The, the orange jersey thing, it's funny because it did start with, you know, the media asking the players Monday yeah, if they thought it would be cool. And it became this this sort of mini right. you know, Tempest in a teapot sort of deal. But, no, I would expect to see the blue jerseys tomorrow. But I also would expect one of the livelier pregame atmospheres. I also, do, see. I also do expect, as Ty was saying, and a lot, I mean, I, I'll be very surprised if Auburn doesn't do some things we hadn't seen this year. Big, there, there are things Auburn did last year that we haven't seen. Big crowd ready to get Man, in. There's a huge they have crowd. Opened They're the about doors. to open the gate. They have yeah, opened open the, the doors. doors at Sky Bar. Doors are open for a big weekend here in Auburn. Again, want to thank Sky Bar and Bud Light Next for sponsoring our Friday tailgates here downtown. Going to do them throughout football season. Big shout out to our friends at Sky Bar. Everything going on all weekend. Great place to watch the game tomorrow. They'll have it on every screen. And again, shout out to Bud Light Next. Zero carbs from our friends at Bud Light Next, a super crisp light beer. All right, uh, we've got a minute or so left here in the show. Might as well go ahead and let folks know our, our predictions. What do you got for the games? All right, I, my my uh, my my pick there on rivals. I said, look, I 
I don't think I know everything about Auburn. I don't think we've seen everything about Auburn. If we have, that's not good news. But I think there are quite a few things that they have held back. Maybe, you know, much to the uh, chagrin of some Auburn fans. But uh, hopefully they can they can uh, perform the things that they've been holding back. They were close last year. I think the atmosphere, the crowd, everything tomorrow, that goes Auburn's way. I think it's going to be a tight ball game. But I want Auburn 24, Penn State 20. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, if it's a uh, – the longer it's close, the more that would benefit a home team in an out-of-conference game. You know, I think that if Penn State – you know, Penn State gets really high-quality quarterback play and Auburn doesn't, it could be a multi-score game in the second half and, and the home crowd could be relatively immaterial. But if this thing's close, you know, I just, I just think Auburn's got a chance of pulling it out. Oh, yeah. Special teams could be huge. Anders Carlson, Oscar Chapman could be big parts of any, of any uh, Auburn win tomorrow. So why did you go? What's I your, went what's your 27, pick? 27-23. Oh, a little more, a few more points Auburn, than some folks are going. Auburn with a big stop. I think a defensive play late is. Oh, uh, I is, think is it's going to come down where the last possession, yeah. whether it's a team driving and winning or being stopped. I think uh, very much. Enjoy uh, it. Expect that. Enjoy it this weekend, folks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, our thanks to uh, to Skybar having us out here. Don't forget after the game tomorrow. Um, the drive back on Monday, I'll try to uh, check in. I would love to be on. We'll see how lucid I am after uh, the injured list on, on Monday. <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for the Friday drive. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here.